Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a hold with bells of holly. la 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 Welcome back to our world-famous Cheeky Cheguire Radio Broadcast, coast-to-coast, boulder-to-boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, of course, Stitcher, and the brand-new Cheeky Cheguire app available in the App Store, JiggyCheguire.us. Richard Kurtz with us today. Rhetoric versus reality is the topic today. Essential understanding for all Americans. And uh, during a dinner for the Economic Club of Chicago on December 5th, 2017, former President Barack Obama made a reference to a tie present-day American populism and Donald Trump to the rise of Hitler and Nazi Germany. Making such statements are certainly within the rights under the First Amendment. But according to political scientist Richard Kirch, such statements should be recognized as rhetoric and not as reality. Richard Kurtz is here to introduce a new series on the rhetoric versus reality, what every citizen needs to know about what is said as opposed to what really is. And uh, we bring in my good, close, personal, long-time friend, Mr. Richard Kurtz. And uh, what is the difference between rhetoric and reality, my man? Well, rhetoric is an expression or a series of expressions that you make in order to um, in order to get favoritism from an audience. Uh, a, um, an advertising a presentation could be, could be classified as rhetoric. If it goes on and it and it has certain facets of truth in it, but its total point is to get you to purchase a product or to buy into an idea. Political rhetoric is obviously to get you to side with the speaker and have him buy into and have the listeners, uh, the audience, buy into the ideas or the statements or the general agenda that that particular political statement is uh, is proffering. We've got uh, reality. Yes, is, is the is when you you take the different pieces and points that are within that rhetoric and you put it into context and add the rest of the facts, so that the rhetoric becomes irrelevant to the facts once you understand them. Rhetoric is nice to hear. Facts are sometimes not so nice to realize, but they are necessary. And. That's what we have today. Richard Kurtz, this today, he joins us live. Rhetoric versus reality, essential understanding for all Americans is the topic. How did this apply to Obama's comments on December 5th, my man? Well, to really understand that, you sort of have to have a quick and dirty understanding of the rise of Adolf Hitler and and what was going on at the Weimar Republic, which was not a republic in Germany in the interwar period. We were lucky enough to win World War One. We beat the tar out of Germany and their and their allies, and then we left them in a economically destroyed post-war mess to go to their own devices. Um, as time went on, Germany's economy went in the tank. People were suffering. People were angry. 
uh, and they go looking for answers. They did not have a republic. They had a named republic. The Weimar Republic was anything but a republic. And so they were really susceptible to anyone who would come in with good rhetoric to promise them to bolster their egos, to tell them they could do better, to tell them we had to get going, and tell them that that we were of a, a superior uh, race, we were the master race, and that uh, and that we deserve to uh, ultimately that we deserve to control the world, which is where Adolf Hitler took it. And it was at a time when people were still tired of uh, from World War II, and there was a great deal of appeasement that went on and they ignored the fact that they were building up the country, and they became a, uh, uh, a hazard to the entire world and cost millions and millions and millions of lives. Now, when you take the pieces of that, when, when Barack Obama said, well, you know, this populism is a, is a potentially dangerous thing. Populism is when you re- try to relate to the general populace rather than the intellectual populace. You want to relate to the working man, to the everyday person, to the person who doesn't have two hours to spend finding out about the interwar period, but has two minutes to get a quick idea of it. Uh, And Donald Trump's populism, if you will, uh, was addressing the needs of of everyday Americans. At least he was very, fairly successful at that, as opposed to the people who were uh, theoretically wanting to run the country and who were running the country at the time, the alleged intellectuals. Uh, Hitler did the same thing, but the difference was the time and place. The United States is not a downtrodden, destroyed economy. It was a damaged economy, but we were still at the top of the food chain still are. We were inspiring our people that they could do better, that we could get out of the, the, the hole that was dug for the previous eight years, that we had problems to deal with abroad, and that, uh, that we could do this. Well, that level of populism is entirely different than telling your people that they're a master race. Saying that American is, Americans are exceptional is not advocating that we go take over the world and kill all the Jews. Um, Tying those two together is reprehensible rhetoric. It's frighteningly inaccurate, but it does use pieces of truth to try to tie it together. It's Richard and, uh, Kurtz. That's that's the tie-in to Obama's comments on the, on uh, December fifth. They were just patently to designed to misdirect the perception of the American public. Richard Kurtz with us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, what is the role of rhetoric in politics, my friend? It's to make people love the politician. Uh, you're not going to vote for me if you don't like me. Uh, if I come up there and I say, hey, you know, I just got done doing my third stint in Leavenworth for, uh, for various crimes against humanity, but I want you to vote for me for president, it's a hard sell. Yes. It doesn't work. If I turn around and say I've never really held a job, I hardly showed up for the one election that I had, and I want you to elect me president because 300 years ago people who had my color were slaves, um, that's also a hard sell. But if you play with the facts enough, you get elected for president for two years. And if you 
use populism in your rhetoric and you talk about the situation that was created by those eight years, you then get elected as Donald Trump did. Um, they're both using the same tool. Uh, it's, it's political rhetoric. You talk about your accomplishments and you talk about the other guy's lack thereof. That's the game. It's been going on probably since there were eight people on the earth. So, you know, it just, it's not new. That's awesome. It's Richard Kurtz with today's Strategies PR. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Rhetoric versus Reality, Essential Understanding for All Americans. And he joins us today here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes and radio loyalty and uh check out la jolla writers conference.com they just wrapped up this year's la jolla writers conference but uh another edition is on the way in the new year and we'll have details as that takes shape what is wrong with the ex-presidential public rhetoric well being president is a tough and very often a thankless job um and um it, it, in, in case you don't read the newspapers, there isn't anybody that doesn't have some sort of comment pro or con, mostly con, because the president has to make decisions every day that are not necessarily going to be well received by everybody. Uh, if you make a statement like, uh, we need to cut back on the number of uh, unscreened Muslims coming into the country, you're or, or put up a wall along the Mexican border, you're called anti-Mexican or anti-Muslim, as opposed to pro-American, as opposed to saying, hey, you know what, we, we've got billions of dollars in costs from people coming over an open border, and or we've got a potential for millions of people getting killed because we're not screening the bad guys from the good guys. Um, and when ex-presidents who have enormous credibility take the time to make commentary on the existing president. They are not making that job any easier. They would have hated it if it happened to them. And the few presidents, two that I can think of, and I have to look up to see if there are others, but two who have seen fit to open their mouths post-presidency are Barack Obama and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peanut Man. Uh, <laughs> Carter. Yes, James Carter. Uh, and, you know, this doesn't help anything. It does not, You're not running for office anymore. Uh, you're not encouraging anything. You're not saying, hey, you in the ghetto, get up, get a job, go to school, do as well as you can in school, and stop being foolish. You're not saying, hey, you know, if you don't like this, learn about it and do something about it. Uh uh, you know, you're not saying get up with me like Jimmy Carter could have and come out with me and help me build houses uh, under, uh, under a program for building houses for people who can't afford them. Uh, that's, in, instead of doing that, he's out criticizing this president or that president, and uh, obviously Obama is currently pr uh, criticizing, along with so many other people, criticizing Trump. This doesn't help anything. Don't give me a criticism. Don't give me a complaint. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. If you've got a complaint, come up with a, a, a sensible solution. Uh, every successful major businessman, when, he, when, when 
he held meetings after, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, I'll think of his name in a minute, but he developed a system for meetings that said, you can't come to a meeting with a problem unless you've already put down a solution. I need at least three suggested solutions to any problem you come up with. Otherwise, we're spending time in the meetings talking about problems and not addressing solutions for the problems. If you got something to say as an ex-president, say, hey, I got this idea. Pick up the phone and call the White House. Let him do his job. If he's not doing it, if he's not receptive to it, if it's really that good an idea, introduce the solution, not the problem, but introduce the solution to the public after you give him a chance to deal with it. That's called being helpful. That's not political rhetoric or baloney. That's being a good citizen. And it's important as part of being a good citizen, which will be the next point, uh, the series I'm, I'm looking to start here is rhetoric versus reality. Taking something that somebody says and putting it together with what would better have been said and an understanding of what they're talking about. And that will help separate the difference between the bread and the bologna. And Americans really need to be able to do that. They need to be able to do that in a hurry because the information comes just so fast. We've got Richard Kurtz with us today from Strategies PR. And Rich, I appreciate you making time for us today. we got to wrap up. Our uh, next guest is just blowing up my phone like nobody's business. But uh, I will uh, oh, I talk. I hope he's as cute as I am. <laughs> I doubt that. Uh, Rich, I will, uh, I will talk to you next week, my friend. Be well. Appreciate it. There goes Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we have got more coming up. It is the big broadcast known the world over. It's Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.